0: Hey, this is Sebastian from the Metal Gods Meltdown and I'm joined by
1: Jen Majora, I am the guitar player for Evanescence It's great
0: to be chatting to you this evening, I want to thank you for your time tonight, I know you're busy
1: <laughs> oh, Busy with sitting at home and being in lockdown, yeah, I'm very busy <laughs>
0: I know. So how are you coping with the isolation brought on by the coronavirus?
1: To be really honest with you, if you live a life that is like super double speed compared to everybody else's life and you are forced to slow down, I kind of, it's its bad to say that, but I kind of enjoy it, to be really honest. It's... Um, I've, I've been observing this whole behavior of people with the coronavirus and the lockdown situations and the quarantine and and what I what I feel is that people are slowing down and they start to connect on a, on a deeper level you know like they, they really start caring about connections about family about talking to people it's not that that they haven't cared about things like that before. But what I feel right now is like when friends call me, they really call me. It's not like, Hey, how you doing? Yeah, I'm doing great too. Uh, awesome. See you. Bye. It's more like you have a really good conversation with the people you get to talk to. Also, I, I feel like everybody is, is starting to value things way more. And I think that's, even though the disease is horrible. And by the way, I keep doing that in all my interviews um, these days. I would like to prevent us from saying the word coronavirus. So yesterday um, in an interview, I called it the grilled cheese sandwich virus. So let's go today for, let's call it mozzarella sticks. Okay. So everybody's suffering from mozzarella sticks these days. And I, I just feel like people start valuing things way more and they see the beauty of a lot of things that they haven't seen before it's it's hard to describe and it's it's very tough to to put it into words into the right words but I feel like in all this isolation and staying at home we all should be so thankful that we have like social media and all the internet to connect via whatever app there is so it's actually possible even if you can't hug people which is major thing for me because I'm a, I'm a hugger and I, I'm not allowed to hug people anymore, which is bad. But I know that at the end of this, if we all stick together, if we all just reach out for the same goal, I'm, I'm a firm believer that we will make it through this whole disease and through this tough times as one race and the one race is not defined by Color of skin or age or wealth or anything like that, that one race is called humans. And I really feel like borders don't really matter anymore, kind of, because everybody is so connected. I have never seen more Instagram Live videos than today. Actually, everybody's Instagram Live concert here, entertain yourself. And I think that's a beautiful thing. I mean, it is. And so I, I truly believe as soon as this is over, will all grow from that.
0: I think you're right. Um, definitely people seem to be more friendlier and more approachable. I've noticed that. So, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. yeah. Do you think there has been an overreaction to mozzarella sticks? And as we have had over the years, there has been like swine flu, bird flu, but we've never had to be in a lockdown like we are now. It is mm. quite
1: scary, isn't it? It is scary. I, I'm... I'm not a doctor, so I don't have the real confirmed inside, deep inside information about the whole thing. But from what I can tell is the whole thing started and everybody was comparing it to the normal flu and that so many more people would die from the normal flu instead of that coronavirus. But what makes it so unpredictable is that we, first of all, don't have any cure for it. Um, It's new. it's, It's unknown. And... That is scary to me, you know, like you you have the opportunity to cure a normal cold. You have the opportunity to go to the hospital if you break your leg or whatever. But now we're faced with some sort of invisible thing that we can't cure. And the fact that it spreads so fast is just like very terrifying. I really myself in quarantine, like self-quarantine at home way before the whole thing started to really like blow off. And um, then I decided when I really thought, okay, this, the media pushes it a lot. Um, I decided to travel south to visit my parents because they live like a six-hour drive from where I live And I I visited my parents and (laughs) I'm stuck ever since here, which is great because I love my parents But observing how media and politicians and everybody else is treating it And the massive hype about hashtag stay at home, hashtag alone together I think it's beautiful. As I said before, it's connecting people in, in a new level but it is, for me personally, it is scary, mainly because I try to I try to um, help people, and I, I run around in the neighborhood, collect grocery store lists, for example, from elderly people who, who are not supposed to leave their houses, and then I would go to the grocery store, go shopping for them, and then just put the groceries in front of their door. But, you know, I'm the one that goes outside, so I'm the one, if I'm not careful, I would drag that Invisible enemy into my home and and put my parents into danger and that is absolutely something that I Don't want and I think that's the scariest thing of it all my plan within the next upcoming days I want to do one of these internet concerts to raise some money And I want to donate it to my local animal shelter that I keep visiting week by week and take out dogs for a walk or because mozzarella sticks Whether we have mozzarella sticks or not, the dog still would like to eat. So um, all the money that I raise with that concert, it's not determined yet which exact date and platform, but um, everything that I will raise from that event is going to my local animal shelter um, because I am lucky enough to be in a pretty decent, okay situation with the beautiful band I'm allowed to play
0: in. Plans and festivals are being cancelled left right and center, was there anything you were especially looking forward to now that
1: has everything's been cancelled? To, to be really honest I was, we had like sort of a break from per, sort of a break from playing live because we focused on songwriting and we went to the studio to record four songs for the new album so we haven't really been playing live shows The one live show that was supposed to happen didn't happen. Um, It was at the end of last year, end of November. So literally my last live show with Evanescence with Amy and the Boys was, I looked it up, it was the 26th of September last year in St. Petersburg, Russia. So that was my last show that I played, minus all the Nam show clinics and all the smaller gigs. But the last Evanescence show was in September last year. And therefore, I was really, really looking forward to the whole thing that was coming up. We were supposed to play Download Festival in Japan. We were supposed to have a European tour starting with Intemptation, like a European stadium tour starting kind of like now. (laughs) And the whole thing got postponed to fall. So, yeah, it's my heart is a little bit broken about this. Yeah. But nevertheless, it would be. And, and we posted that. I, I totally think like a human life is so much more worth or a lot of human lives are so much more worth. Each human life is so much more worth than just a concert, you know. So for the safety of everybody and also for the safety of our crew and everybody who is involved with those shows, uh, we decided very fast to postpone the whole thing. With all this time off... You haven't released
0: the solo album for a few years. Have you been writing?
1: My latest solo album was 2017. Damn it. Yeah, you're right. It's it's three years. Not really, because I released it in November 2017. So that's November 18, November 9. So two years and a couple of months. Yeah, but that's long. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I said that on another Instagram live stream. Um, I think Creativity comes to the human mind as soon as you allow yourself to get bored and I really have to admit that I've been quite busy hopping ponds from Germany to to the States and back all the time and I was distracted by by a lot of things by traveling by by a lot of things you do at home and so I didn't really have the I, I, I didn't take my time to sit down and go like okay Jen Jen now you're writing music for your next solo album. But what happened past within the past, I would say, one and a half years, um, there are certain occasions that kind of make me write music um, for, hey, we'll have a playthrough video for the company XYZ, and then I'm like, okay, I'm going to write something. So I have a collection, a very, very small collection of songs that I would consider maybe to put on my third solo album, but it's not like I'm, I'm focusing on writing. It's, it's, I think that would be pressure for me. Mm-hmm. You know, it was sort of like, now I make pressure to myself to write music and if I'm on, under pressure, sometimes it works and sometimes I can get so pissed and so aggressive <laughs> because everything I write is just not good enough. So I can get really pissed on myself. (laughs) And to be really honest right now, um, now that I'm stuck with my parents, I I thought this would be like, you know, a couple of days visit. I wasn't expecting three weeks. So, yeah, and I didn't pack an electric guitar. I only have a classical nylon guitar. And thankfully, yesterday I met up with a friend Not too close, we just stood apart and he kind of threw his guitar at me and I caught it and I'm like, oh, this is amazing. Now I have a guitar. Um, So I guess from now on, I can say maybe I'll sit down and focus on playing, practicing, writing, whatever comes to my mind, Um, doing another Gemma Jura Plays video, because those videos are always fun. um, I'm releasing them. I'm, I'm putting them online on my YouTube channel and it's, it's a playlist called Gemma Dura Plays and I do where I do a minute of a song and I pick the hardest song sometimes I, I don't know why the hardest one I've ever done was it was Oblivion by the Winery Dogs Richie right. Carson, Billy Sheehan and Mike partner. I love you guys, you're amazing and I, for whatever reasons I decided to, to do one minute of that song it took me fucking 10 hours I sat on my butt for 10 hours practicing it was hilarious, I thought this is unplayable but in the end, thank God the video happened, so uh, yeah, and now I picked another one right before this whole lockdown thing. So I might continue practicing that one for another Gemma Jura Plays video and also, you know, work on songs that I started to write or finishing whatever I have. We'll see. I don't want to make any pressure. I don't want to put myself under any pressure. We'll see. If it happens, it happens. <laughs>
0: I saw on Facebook you've been playing the accordion
1: that accordion video is going to put me into so much trouble every interview that I do Everybody's mentioning now you play the accordion yesterday. Somebody told me well You look the person that has the most fun in lockdown or is slightly insane by now already <laughs> So the, the story of the accordion is first of all, I want to set that straight. I do not play the accordion I suck at that instrument. I do not play it so what happened was my dad brought it home, and I was like, what is this? And he was like, well, somebody wanted to throw it into the garbage. And I'm like, okay, so you picked it out of the garbage? And he's like, no. Before that, I just grabbed it. and I was like, I take it. And of course, you know, musicians are intrigued. If you have a, a sort of sense of musicality inside of your system, you can literally produce Coordinated noise out of almost every instrument. I wouldn't, I would never say that I play the accordion because I don't. I, I, I really suck. But the funny thing is, as soon as we have an instrument that I've never tried, I get so curious. So it, it sat on the table in the living room and I'm like looking at it all the time and I'm like, okay, I got to try this. So after four hours, I told my dad, like, Dad, come on, let's play a song, let's play Beatles. <laughs> so I, I just put him to the piano, and he played the piano, the keyboard a little bit, and I played the accordion. And it was a lot of fun. And I think I think one of the comments under that video um, on Facebook was, our neighbors. <laughs> I think he posted something like, well, you tried a couple of times before you recorded that video, right? I heard you. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, oops, sorry.
0: That's, that's so class, <laughs> brilliant. Uh, <laughs> Okay, also, I noticed that you've shared the stage with Nita Strauss. That would be awesome if you got to do a collaboration one day with her, do you not think?
1: I would love to. You know, I love Nita from the bottom of my heart. That girl is incredibly talented. Um, she's got her heart and her mind on the right spot. And a lot of guys always expect us to be like, you know, in in sort of whatever competition. I don't know why. Um, Because competition is what I see Within the sausage party When it comes to metal and guitar players All the time Look at me, look at me I can play faster I can play better than you And Nita and I And also all the other fabulous female guitar players And other female musicians Not only guitar players But especially the guitar players We are very, very aware of each other Just yesterday I texted with Nita About hey, how's it going girl Sending positive vibes to you um, and we just had a short conversation. And we're actually friends. So her style of playing is a whole different ballgame. I could never play like she does. Because she's, she's into stuff like Jason Becker and Ingrid Malmsteen. And that particular kind of music was never my focus. Because I, I totally admire people who can sit down and practice and play like that. But it's just I don't feel that way, you know, and and why would I try to play every single style? I'd rather go focus on what my intention and my feelings are instead of trying to cover every single style of music. I can't play country. I don't dig reggae music and I can't shred. You shred cheese, by the way. You don't shred the guitar. You shred cheese. So (laughs) even if this is a very, very common term, but I don't like it. but I would totally love to, to do some, some music together with Nita. I mean, she started writing on her next solo album. I think she, she said something like that, right?
0: Okay, that's really cool. Well, maybe she'll ask you.
1: You never know. <laughs> oh my God. This would be. Nita, just in case you hear this, ask me if I would join your next solo album. I would love to. I'm going to ask you back for my next solo album then. That's amazing.
0: <laughs> you played the Trooper when you were with Nita.
1: Mm-hmm. Which is your personal favorite Iron Maiden song then? Oh God! This will gain me a lot of enemies right now. I have never been so much into Iron Maiden. I, I, I. Oh God! Oh God! This is this is bad. Um, to be really honest, I know Number of the Beast, The Trooper, and Run to the Hills. That's it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I love Ola. Ola England. Uh, we're friends, and he does that. Ola is checking out videos now, because I I feel so connected to him when he talks about bands that are like major names in the business, like legends. And he's like, yeah, it was just never my cup of tea. So I never really listened to it. So I did listen to Metallica. That was my band. I listened to, well, it's probably easier to spot the ones that I didn't listen to. So I was never totally into Iron Maiden. Like I just said, um, I never listened to, um, oh, this is going to be horrible for me. Everybody's going to hate me after this. Uh, I never listened to Judas Priest. Only song I've ever played was The Trooper. honest, because I remember I was in my music school that is currently closed because of the mozzarella sticks, of course. People who just joined this this podcast will go like, what the fuck is she talking about? Fucking mozzarella sticks. Anyway, so my music school, um, I was sitting there and teaching And I received a request of um, Ibanez, Germany, and they asked me if I would consider joining Nita for her um, clinic that she does. And I'm like, sure, this is amazing. And they connected us and we sent emails and then she was like, yeah, let's do the Trooper and you can play Courtney's voice and blah, 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 blah. I was like, cool, this is amazing. That was like 5 p.m. on a Wednesday, I believe. And then I'm like, okay, when's that clinic? This weekend? And she's like, no, tomorrow. And I was like, what the fuck? Okay, I'm going to spend my night learning a song from Iron Maiden that I've never played. So I'll be there. And in Iraq, it, it was fun to play with Nita. It was amazing. And she recently, on our last U.S. tour, she joined us. We played, um, it was a festival, Epicenter. I think that was the name of the festival. And she played the song Disappear with us. And it was so much fun. I love that girl. She's amazing.
0: If you were stuck on a desert island for a year, which four musicians would you take with you?
1: Oh, wow. Which four musicians I would take with me? This is a new version. I expect you to go like, which three things would you pack in your suitcase? Which four musicians? Oh, that's an easy one for me. Okay, musician number one, Nuno Bettencourt, musician number two, Nuno Bettencourt, musician number three, Nuno Bettencourt, musician number four, Nuno Bettencourt. Thank you. (laughs) Fair enough.
0: (laughs) Brilliant answer. Who do you think is the ultimate female metal vocalist?
1: If you could see what's happening inside of my brain right now, there are so, so... Many. You cannot really compare all of the I have so many names in my head right now. Oh, it gives me a headache. Ah. Because you know, female is not a style. Sorry? The the label female is literally pointing out the gender of the musician, not the style of music. And of course you cannot compare a Lisa Whiteglass to um Amy Lee or Simone Simmons you cannot compare these vocalists so it's a really tough question I cannot answer that
0: that's good that's a good answer that's fine yeah you're absolutely right uh my favorite is Elisa of course I love Elisa she's amazing okay if you could compare yourself with any animal which would it be and why a
1: unicorn that's the answer you know there are some questions there is no no right or wrong. It's just one answer. So my answer to that would be the unicorn. And why? Because it's just because I I fart flowers and 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 it's it's just I poop rainbows. That's why.
0: <laughs> Who do you think has influenced the the world of metal more than anyone else? Oh Jesus Christ! Another.
1: You have you you are prepared. Damn it. The metal world. Well, here it is. Again, like, what does define the actual metal world? If you think back, who started the whole thing? First of all, it would be Jimi Hendrix. I'm not a big Jimi Hendrix fan, to be honest. And I am number one in line when it comes to people asking how Jimi Hendrix would play nowadays with all the technology. I would love to see him. Because would he still be so great? Would he still be a legend? I don't know. Um, So Jimi Hendrix for sure started the whole electric guitar thing. And then introducing like the metal kind of thing. I mean, that's for me pretty much it was Led Zeppelin. That's where I was. I, I would listen and I would go like, wow, what's that? That's new. I mean, of course not new because I wasn't in that time. I was still fluid by then. But, you know. Um, I think Led Zeppelin opened up a lot of doors and then there were bands like uh, there are again so many I would say Metallica have paved the way in a lot of ways because these guys created a lot of what's going on and they're responsible for how the metal world has developed and then also even this is like new and nowadays, but also you have to think about how metal has became what it sort of is nowadays and what it was in the 90s. So there has to be something that started the whole new metal thing as well. Not that I'm a huge fan or supporter or whatever, you know, no opinion at all, no judgment. But for example, I think then Aerosmith and Run DMC introduced the whole thing with Walk This Way. Um, with the rap and the electric guitar kind of thing. Even that is no metal, but sure, that was an idea to to see how two genres would melt down together and create another style um, for bands like, let's say Linkin Park or Limp Bizkit, you know, that kind of new metal-ish style. So also I would say Aerosmith and Run DMC have been a big part of paving the way for more music to be created. But to really name one name and one band that really started off the whole thing that's, that answer is not possible. To, uh, that question is not possible. It's I would go like Led Zeppelin started the whole thing. Now I'm sweating, man <laughs> man. What's next? Throw
0: okay. it. Growing up then, which bands posters were on your bedroom wall? This
1: is very embarrassing.
0: Nuno (laughs) Nuno, Bettencourt.
1: Yes, of course, Nuno Bettencourt. But the world knows that about me already. And uh, Nuno, just in case you hear this, I still want to go out on a dinner with you. Call me. I know you're following my Instagram and you watch my Instagram stories. I see you. Just give me a call. You know plenty of people that have my number. Anyway, sorry. Um, What was the question?
0: <laughs> which which bands' posters were on your
1: bedroom wall? Oh, oh, the posters. Okay, sorry, got distracted. Whew, even hotter now. I was a kid, right? I was I was starting to play the guitar, like literally learning my first steps, like baby steps, and um, I was not into metal immediately at the age of six, seven, eight. So it was Bon Jovi. Oh, Bon Jovi back in the days you know not Bon Jovi now like Bon Jovi now is a no go but Bon Jovi back in the days like Slippery When Wet, New Jersey those kind of albums I loved them and I loved Richie Sambora he was my first guitar hero that's a
0: brilliant answer I thought you were going to say Abba or something like that there was nothing wrong with Bon Jovi back in the day nothing wrong with them.
1: (laughs) it was Bon Jovi back in the days right? so it started when they put out Keep the Faith was the last one
0: yeah, the face true.
1: was acceptable, but everything after that, nope. Um, and also, I listened to a lot of Kiss. Ah man, my profile sounds so cheesy. Cool. <laughs> bon Jovi, I'm a girl. And I like Bon Jovi and I love Kiss, but <laughs> Kiss was just like. These guys were like these monsters. You know, back in the days, you haven't seen shit, and there was no Marilyn Manson, there was no Slipknot, nothing like that existed back in the day, so KISS was just like a major shock to the system. You were like, what is this? Oh my God, he's spitting blood, oh my God. So KISS was pretty brutal back in the days, even though now it's more like disco, Fox dance music to me. I still I still I still like KISS. They they have a certain kind of coolness to them. So Kiss, Bon Jovi, Aerosmith, that was my very first baby steps into music with posters on the walls, but then it slowly turned into, like I said before, Metallica, um, Extreme Lunabeton chords, Divide, Joe satriani very guitar music kinda ish, what I listen to. So when literally in the In the 90s, when everybody was listening to Eurodance crap, that bullshit, like, or boy bands, the fuck? So all my friends in school, they would go like, oh, have you listened to the latest Quit Playing Games With My Heart? And I'm like, no, I don't like it, but listen to my Steve Vai tune, Erotic Nightmares, this is fucking amazing guitar playing. I was on a different planet, sort of. (laughs)
0: best way to be okay then, so the next question you might not want to answer but what's the craziest thing you've ever done in the name of rock and roll
1: Jesus Christ I would love to answer that question but I, I can't I can't come up with a cool answer or anything like my entire life is just pushing through and, and in the name of rock and roll and metal so I really can answer that
0: when I was watching Danita Strauss review you doing the Trooper I couldn't believe it but Obviously, the guy's filmed it on the phone, on his mobile phone. But then you see someone with their mobile phone just filming the show. Now, I'm like probably a bit old, a little bit older than you. Um, I've grew up going to gigs where we didn't have, wasn't the going to a gig was to go to a gig to see the band and the memories. People just seem to have this obsession of filming the whole fucking show. Now it bugs the hell out of me. Does it annoy you when you're on stage when people are just filming rather than just Enjoying, enjoying the show?
1: I have a very brief and correct answer for this one but I would like to elaborate uh, after that. So the answer would be, it doesn't bug me when they turn their phones around and put the spotlights on because that is beautiful when they do not film but instead of lighters you know, back in the days you would burn your thumbnail by holding the lighter yeah. for the ballads and everything, but if Nowadays, if people use their cell phones and put on the the flashlight, we had moments of, I believe, like, I was crying on the side of the stage when Amy played um, My Immortal, for example, and she's all by herself on that big stage with a grand piano, and she starts playing the song, she starts singing, everybody sings along, and then when there's the first musical break, she tells the audience, like, yeah, show me your lights. And you can literally watch within, I don't know, ten seconds. This whole place illuminates like every single cell phone. There is a flashlight, and it's so beautiful. People haven't seen that from from the view that that we are allowed to have. You know, on the side of the stage before we join the song, and it's just, it's just, it's just such a magical, beautiful moment each time it happens. So. That being said, I fucking hate cell phones in my face all the time, because I am totally old school, and I totally understand what you just said. I would go to a concert and freak the, the hell out and just sing along and dance and have a great time and experience the whole thing. And I do not really understand. That will gain me a lot of enemies now again, but I don't really understand people who would... My arm sometimes hurts when I watch them holding the phone the whole show. So... I'm not a big fan of behaving like that because first of all, you block the view for others who maybe just want to enjoy and sing along and dance. And, and also you just miss, you're missing the, the moment. <laughs> I mean, um, but I guess that's something only older people, not older people, but people from like my generation, your generation. How old are you by the way? Uh, I'm 21. <laughs> <laughs> I Thank wish. you so much right now You make me feel like a grandmother right I now I
0: wish, I wish No, I'm not I'm not I'm 50 50 um, 50
1: is now That's no age You're still young You. I consider you my kind of people So anyway So we used to grow up with going to concerts And bracing ourselves for a whole night of like Having a great time, singing along and jumping and dancing, and just like you would come back home after a show and be completely exhausted. Totally, yeah, yeah. And, right? And nowadays, a lot of kids go to those shows and they just stand still the whole time holding their fucking phone. I kind of get it because they were grown and born into this over media, overload world, so they don't know better. But I wouldn't judge them. That's why I'm saying, like, it's not their fault. They don't know it different. So maybe that's their way to enjoy a concert. You just stand there until your arm almost falls off your body and your corpse. And then you would go back home, put your phone to the computer, and watch the whole concert on your screen at home while you eat some nachos. I don't know. Maybe that's the new enjoyment for young people to see a concert. But lucky enough, I know a lot of our fans are... A lot of them, and I can see it in their eyes because when we're on stage, we see everyone, and and we have a lot of fans that still are into the whole concert thing. They jump around, they sing along, they cry, which I always have to be careful because when I see people crying, especially when Amy does, like My Immortal, for example, when the band kicks in, you know, and the light is like really bright and you can see everybody's faces and everybody's like crying. I'm I'm. I'm bad at shit like that because I I look at somebody who cries and I would start crying too. Fuck me. No, that's impossible on stage. You cannot cry. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a little bit of a wet blanket sometimes when it comes to emotions (laughs) in combination with music. Um, But yeah, we still have those fans that go really in that dive into the concert experience, which is a a really beautiful thing. And these are the guys that I really focus on. Um, because they they give the energy back nobody with a cell phone holding up a cell phone gives energy back to me
0: totally brilliant answer again okay so next one if a song could be I'm making you think tonight <laughs> I am so scared
1: You time you go like next one I'm like oh god gotcha. Jen brace yourself next question
0: <laughs> okay that's uh, quite, this is quite a good this is quite, so, a good this is quite a good one if a song could be the soundtrack of your life which one would it be
1: have you ever heard about my four question videos?
0: Is that one of them?
1: I have these very four, these very odd four questions, and whenever I bump into colleagues and friends, I mean this is not the answer to your question, but um, you know. <laughs> so um, it, whenever I bump into people, um, for example, at the NAMM show, you meet a lot of musicians. I always manage to ask them like, Hey, would you please answer four questions with a short video and? What I do is I don't post the questions. I make a compilation of their reactions. And by far, like, I have so many funny reactions by Ola Englund, Alex Skolnik, Billy Sheehan, Richie Cotsen. um who else? I, I, so many, Guthrie Govan, um, more metal players, metal players, Mike Tirana, drummer, um, and and it's it's so funny. Every time they're they, they like, stunned by those questions because we musicians do a lot of interviews, so we are kind of aware of the questions. Yeah. Not this interview, though, but most of the interviews. <laughs> um, and so I'm, I just this is just like a hobby for me to ask my colleagues funny questions. I interviewed Phil X, who re- currently plays with Bon Jovi, so he was funny, too. Anyway, the question was um, a soundtrack for my life. I'll sleep when I'm dead.
0: Yeah, guess a brilliant answer. <laughs> like, yeah that's a good one definitely okay so now just to go on to a quick fire round festival or
1: small intimate gig oh shit i hate that shit Ah, uh, can i say both because a festival is great and a small venue is awesome as well the small ones are more intimidating the festivals are more about meeting friends okay bratwurst or beer Absolutely not beer, because I am probably one of the very rare Germans that do not drink beer. I hate beer. I even start to gag if somebody smells like beer. It's it's horrible. I, I hate beer. Digital or vinyl? Vinyl. Heaven? Ooh, that that came out
0: very fast. That, <laughs> that was a quick one, yeah. Um, heaven or hell? Hell.
1: Ah, bad, Jen, bad. I wish I will end up in heaven, but I'm probably going to end up in hell anyway.
0: <laughs> and the last one? Donald Trump or Kermit the Frog?
1: Kermit. Absolutely. Absolutely, Kermit. Kermit for president. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) That was a good last one. (laughs) (laughs) That was a
0: good one. Okay, well, I want to thank you for your time tonight. Do you have any words of wisdom for your fans and our listeners?
1: I guess, and I assume that all of us are still being in the same boat with the uh, mozzarella stick virus. So if you wonder why I said mozzarella sticks virus right now, just go to the beginning of this podcast and listen to it all over again, and then you'll figure it out. Um, And I really hope that everybody is wise enough, is confidential enough and smart enough to just do what's best for the human race right now because it's not about you being cool it's not about you being smarter than anybody else and hey i can meet my buddies because we're healthy and nothing happens it's about the whole human race and we should all not join hands but join hands mentally and stick together and stay together in this and i truly believe we'll make it out of this healthier and stronger than ever before and always keep carrying sunshine in your heart. Hey guys, what's up? This is Jan Majura from Evanescence and you are listening to the Metal God Meltdown.